I'm here today with Ramel Mitchell from Microsoft. Welcome. Hey, it's great to be here with you, Alan. So, Ramel, for the listeners, can you give the background of your your work experience? Let's start from college on and how you got yeah. to where you are today and what are you currently doing at Microsoft? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I have a degree in electrical engineering and a minor um, in physics from Tuskegee University. Um, it was a field that I really, really was passionate about. Um, my father majored in mathematics, minored in physics. My brother majored in electrical engineering. And so for me, it just felt as though it was a natural thing to do. Um, my, uh, my other studies included an MBA from Georgetown and another MBA. It's a dual MBA program from Asadi University in Barcelona. And so uh, that's, that's basically my educational background. Um, and today I'm the uh, public affairs director, citizenship director uh, for Microsoft, um, uh, our U.S. citizenship team uh, for the Central U.S. and our managing director for our Los Colinas campus in Dallas. So I know there's a lot in, in, a, in, in a title, but that's, uh, that's kind of where I am today. There's a lot of transformation in yeah. technology. And how is Microsoft responding to what's currently happening in our industry today? Yeah, that's, that's actually a very good point. And there is a, a ton of transformation that's occurring. Um, in fact, over the last five years, 10 years, we've seen a, a, a tremendous amount of transformation that's taking place. Um, if we go back just a bit, uh, we would say that it started with the cloud. Um, back when the cloud was a nebulous term, um, where people were still trying to figure out what the cloud was, um, I think we've all kind of underst we understand the power of where the cloud is and where we can go. Um, today, we are a company that is not just a software company or a cloud company, but a company that is also focused on AI. And the way that I like to think about it is that as we think about the power, leveraging the power of the cloud, leveraging the power of data, and the impact that data will have on transforming business, transforming education, um, transforming the way in which we get from point A to point B, how we shop, how we move, how we connect with our friends and family, how we recall memories. All of this is a data-driven society. And so to your question, I think one of the things that we're thinking about is that in this age of digital transformation, how can we leverage artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, to, uh, uh, to continue um, improving the lives of individuals and communities, but also to improve operational efficiencies um, for organizations and companies that are small or, or very large, whether you're a startup or whether you're a Fortune 10. Um, you know, you, we, we're seeing that this has a, a power to transform all of those companies, uh, all of those organizations. And so it's, uh, it's been an interesting journey over the last uh, 10, 15 years, or over the last 16 years since I've been with Microsoft to see this transformation take place, um, both in the industry and in the company. When we look at Microsoft and, and thinking about historically, it started off with a operating system on a PC, right. moving over to the cloud, and then we see like Office 365, and, yep. and you know basically the consumer portion of it. Uh, but Microsoft goes a lot deeper, don't they? Yeah, Microsoft does go a lot deeper, and and, and I was just at uh, I was just in uh, Seattle last week at the um, on on a Redmond campus, and uh, you know it's it's funny that you mentioned how we started. I was you know I was I was looking at the uh, the Altair, which is the machine where Bill Gates and Paul Allen 
um, first designed the OS for, right, when they were in Arizona. And we've come a long way. And in fact, the first vision for Microsoft was a computer on every desktop. And now we're really a computer in every pocket, if you think about it. And so whether you have a cell phone or you have a smart device or you have a connected device to something or even a car, all of these devices that we have are connected um, to the cloud. They're connected to um, uh, you know, computing power that we could just imagine. And so where we are today, we're, we really are thinking about where will the next 10 or 15 years or 20 years be in terms of our Microsoft research and development, we spend, we, we invest um, quite a bit of time, energy, effort, and resources um, in uh, Microsoft R&D, where we're asking these questions about, well, how will AI be utilized? Um, we think about cognitive services uh, that, could be, um, that could be leveraged. We think about augmented reality and virtual reality and how that could be leveraged in an, in an organization. Um, or even in the consumer space. And so we've gone from uh, a company that was thinking about a PC on every desktop to knowing the power of a device in every pocket to now everything being a device, which is insanely crazy when you think about it. Meaning that today, if you get into your car, if you, you go out, that car might be connected to whatever system if you get into, let's say, I'm just going to throw out like a Tesla or you know some of the other electric vehicles mm -hmm. that are out here, that is a smart autonomous vehicle that requires all of these systems and tools in order to manage it. But not only is it a smart autonomous uh, system, but even when we think about the manufacturing process that it takes to build anything, I was with the uh, with the company a few weeks ago on their um, factory floor manufacturing company, large manufacturing company, and the thing that they were thinking about was how do they start automating and leveraging robotics in a way that they've never had before? Now, in the 1980s, of course, we started in the U.S. really thinking about how do we use robots and um, uh, robotics. I think now with micro-robots, um, with um, various other technologies, where we can have a high-density manufacturing facility, if you will, um, to basically enable the entire product chain um, that, that, that product life cycle. We're thinking about all of that. We're thinking about logistics. We're thinking about that individual that has to now be skilled in a way that maybe five years ago or even two years ago or even last month they didn't have to think about. Ramel, when uh, we're looking at the 5G networks going in, yeah. how is Microsoft planning or strategically looking at that in integrating into their products you know again i think it's an opportunity to it's not necessarily just looking at the in integration into our products but looking at this as another opportunity for us to leverage some of the other systems tools and technologies that um, that are uh, that exist but enhancing those capabilities mm -hmm. and so when we think about remote learning uh, or distance learning or or we think about telemedicine or we think about um, research or research environments, um, the ability to leverage micro um, uh, machine learning, um, both at a local uh, at a local level or in a large um, uh, computing environment, what 5G will be able to do is enhance all of those capabilities, right? Or the 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 goal of 5G mm -hmm. is to be able to do that. We heard this with 3G. We heard this with 4G. 
5G, I think what we're going to be able to do is really see a lot of these systems come to life. Um, this is the 50th anniversary of Apollo coming up next week. Apollo, um, uh, I think it's on the 16th or the 19th. And uh, a few weeks ago, well, a couple of months ago, I had an opportunity to talk to Buzz Aldrin and Charlie, um, Charlie Duke and uh, Walt Cunningham. And the funny thing about talking to those guys, they'll say, you know what, we landed on the moon with 4K of computing power. 4K. Today, we have more, we have more computing power in most of our pencils, right? Um, particularly our styluses that we use, right, on our, on our um, laptops or on our tablets. And, and so when we think about 5G, when we think about AI, artificial intelligence, when we think about machine learning, um, when we think about the future of work, work is fundamentally going to change. Um, our office environment will fundamentally change. Our educational environment will fundamentally change. Our ability to research um, uh, things like genomics, genetics or what have you uh, will fundamentally change. And so 5G, again, another technology that will enable some of this to take place in real time in ways that we can't even imagine right now. And so as we think about our investments in research and development, which is around $10 billion a year, um, we think the next 15 to 20 years ahead in terms of where will the market be, where are some of the crazy ideas that we need to think about that could actually land the um, – uh, how could they be incorporated moving forward? And um, where is the technology going? The other side of your question, though, I want to also just kind of address is that as we start, you know, leveraging tools like AI and, you know, we're, we're also as a company thinking about um, the idea of digital ethics, right? When you start incorporating AI, when you mm -hmm. start thinking about um, skills and the skills that are necessary um, to succeed. Uh, for today's workers. So all of those are part of our planning and part of our strategy from a product development standpoint, um, as well as a human um, uh, human standpoint, right? And so that's what we look at. Ramel, appreciate you being with us today. Oh, thank you, so, Alan. Really do appreciate it. We've been visiting here today with Ramel Mitchell of Microsoft. All right. Thank you.